Hi guys, this is Brandy with I Teach International. I hope everyone is staying cool and safe um, during this hot, hot summer, wherever, whatever part of the world you're in. I am actually in the United States right now. And so in the South in Houston, Texas, and it is extremely hot here. So guys be safe, stay hydrated, drink lots and lots of water and um, stay inside and don't forget to social distance. So today we're going to talk about why international schools have tougher requirements um, for certain people opposed to others um, that live in other parts of the world. Um, so before we start, I kind of want to give like a little bit of a backstory so people can understand how this whole entire process works. So here in America, we'll use Houston, Texas, where I'm from, um, as an example. Um, in Houston, there is TEA, which is Texas Education Agency, and then there is the, and then there's the school districts. Well, when you are living abroad, there is no agency or so there is an agency, but we'll get to that in a minute. There, there is no governing body that has a certain list of standards that holds accountability for the certain people to do certain things. And as a result of this, this is why working and teaching abroad becomes more, it, it's very different in the selective process opposed to it being here in America. Um, <clears throat> so, here in America, in Houston, we have TEA. Then we have different school districts. Houston has is the biggest, is very big. And we have the biggest school district is Houston Independent School District. And within our city, there are like, like thousands of other districts because there are other cities, small cities and towns within in the city of Houston, outside of Houston. So they have their own school districts too. And so all of them have, a, we all of these districts are governed by TEA. Even charter schools are, are, governed by, are governed by TEA. So that means that there's money that's allocated from the state of Texas, and then there's federal money from, um, from the United States of America that funds these schools as well too, or whatever. So now when you're going abroad, okay, forget about TEA. Okay. I want you to forget about TEA and I want you to forget about all of those federal funds that help fund and keep the school afloat. Now you're stepping into the realm of there is a MOE and the MOE is the Ministry of Education. And so the Ministry of Education is a group, is a governor, governing body that has a certain set of laws and standards similar to TEA that the schools have to follow, a strict requirement that they require each school to have. And depending on the country, it can be very, it can be not so invasive, but then some countries it's extremely hard um, to get a ministry approval. And so we're going to talk about that next. And so that's why you see some countries they they have it's easier to get a position if you're from certain certain nations whereas other countries it's more it can become a little bit more difficult well now let's talk about that the ministry approval thing so certain countries um will say 
for example, we'll say an Asian country. We'll say, for example, China. China changed their law and they were giving approvals. Anyone can get a ministry approval to come and teach in their country, to teach children. And there's different methods of teaching too in China. And that's something that we'll talk about on another episode, the difference between international schools versus, versus learning centers and so on. Because I think a lot of people, it's very, it becomes very tedious for them to kind of navigate through this whole mirage of schools and which one is real, which one's fake, who's going to pay me, who's not type of thing. So China had was giving people many approvals to come and work in their country and then the ministry turned around the ministry of education turned around and said you know what we're not going to give everybody an approval we only want people who are from these countries the united states canada the united kingdom new zealand australia ireland and south africa and very contingent on it being south africa So the reason why they say that is because most of the time it's very difficult. It becomes difficult to get that ministry approval from other countries. And they also look at the passport that the teachers are holding. So if you are a teacher and you're from, say, um, any nation on the continent of Africa um, and you want to go to just so happen go to China to go teach, it's a strong possibility that you may not get a ministry approval because, well, you probably won't because unless you're from South Africa and that just depends as well too. And that's only, only, only because they've changed their laws. And at any given time, the countries, it's up to the ministry of education. So oftentimes I hear a lot of teachers, they get very frustrated and they think that the schools are being racist and that the schools and racism it does exist don't get me wrong and we will definitely have a talk about that in another episode as well that does exist but what's happening is is that it's up to the ministry of education if they decide that they don't want to have these people from these countries come into their country and then it's nothing it's beyond the scope of what the school can do so it's the up to the Ministry of Education. And it also p- depends on the type of credentials that you hold as well. Um, so one of the things that also kind of plays into the apart, um, back to what I said about the ministry approval, you have to get a ministry approval. And a lot of people fall short of that because there is number three, there's a language barrier. The language barrier is, is, is extremely important. So, and what I mean by that is like, if you are fluent in English, then you don't have a problem being able to convey and to talk to your students or your parents and to teach them English, especially if you're living in a country like China or South Korea or Japan, where English is not very, they're not, that's not their strong point and they actually need to learn English because that's usually why they hire a lot of Americans is because, or people from the United Kingdom is because they want their children to be fluent in this language. So if you're, if English is not your first language, you're not probably, and you're in, you don't understand a lot of colloquialisms in English and you don't understand the different things 
that most Americans say, like our slangs and idioms, then it becomes a problem because how can you teach someone when you don't understand? And, 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 and yes, understanding the culture is important too because children and even adults are going to have questions. They're going to ask you things. And if you can't relate to it, then it's going to be a big problem. So that's another reason why a lot of ministries have changed their ways of their approval and who can and cannot come into the country is because of the language barrier. Um, And the last thing that's probably the most important thing is the credentials. Many teachers just don't have the right credentials. You have your, whether it's English is your second language and you might be fluent in English, but you don't have a TEFL certification or English is your first language, but you don't have a TEFL certification or English is your first language and you don't, you're not a certified teacher and vice versa. If you don't have the proper credentials, then you're not, you're probably not going to be um, able to get administrative approval. So all of these things are a factor. They factor out. So you have to make sure that when you're applying to these schools that you meet certain requirements. And if you don't know what those requirements are, then you have to sit down with a recruiter or someone else that can help you navigate through these things to help you. So now let's talk about some ways that we can overcome it. So now we know why the schools are the, why it's becoming more difficult to get a ministry approval. So now let's talk about ways we can overcome that and we can actually get an approval. The first thing is to make sure if you're going to a university now, make sure that your university is accredited. I mean, nationally recognized accredited. So if you're going to school in the UK, then you can come straight to America and you can teach. Or if you're going to school in South Africa, that degree would be recognized in America and in any country all over the world. So you have to make sure that it's it's your school is accredited. And that's important because if it's not, then you're probably going to have a very difficult time finding any type of job at any reputable international school. So that's the first thing. Um, make sure the second thing is to make sure that you get recognized credentials. So if you are saying that you are a KG1 or KG2 teacher, then you need to make sure that you have those credentials to prove that. Not just a bachelor's, if it's if they're only requiring you to have a bachelor's degree or the minimum is a bachelor's degree or the max is a master's degree, don't apply for a position that's requiring you to have a master's degree and you don't even have that. So make sure that your credentials align with the requirements of this that's the country that you're applying for what they're looking for and what the school is looking for too because if it doesn't work out you're not going to get an ministry approval at all like period um the next thing is to update your cv or your resume um many people you have jobs on there are that are not even relevant um because that's usually how one how the school will recognize who you are if they even want to go beyond talking to you. If your resume is updated and everything plans out, then you're going to get an interview. And then from there, once you pass those first two initial interviews, 
They need your resume, your degrees, your copy of your passport, so they can send all of that on to the Ministry of Education. But they can't as long as you, as, if, your, if your information is not valid. So you gotta make sure that all your things are aligned up, updated. If you have jobs on there that are not um, relevant to education, take it off of there. And if you need help with updating your CV, resume, or cover letter, Go to our website, schedule a consultation, and we can help you with that. It's www.iteach.international. The next thing is to seek help. If you're not clear really what to do, what direction to go, and you're just completely just like dumbfounded on what to do and where to go, go and on Google and look for help. Google can be anybody's best friend. We live in a technology, technologically advanced society, so there really is no excuse except for the ones that you make for yourselves. So ask for help. Google it yourself or either get a recruiter to help you. We're here to help you. So if you need help, you have to ask for it. Don't just assume that it's going to magically like fall into your lap because it will not. You have to ask for help. Um, closed mouths don't get fed. The last thing is, if English is not your first language, get TEFL certified. Get TEFL certified. It's important. You have to do it. And you have to make sure that you have that certification. And some schools, also international schools and Ministry of Education, require you, if English is not your first language, for you to have to pass the IELTS test. And you have to make a certain score. So if you... If you're confident and you believe in yourself and you know that you can do this and you're, you're, you know, you're passionate about teaching, then you will have to save up that money and do it. You know, just, just think about it. If this is what you really want to do and you just got to make a way. So let's go over this again. So the ways that you can get approved to help you on board of getting approved is to make sure that you are going to a nationally accredited university so that way you can it can be recognized because they are going to look it up to see if you're if this university is real and sometimes people lie and create fake degrees as well um, make sure that you have recognized credentials and then that your credentials align up with what you say that you can do Update your resume and your CV. Ask for help. You have to ask for help. If you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. If you don't know where to go, ask for help. You have to do it. Somebody out here, there's so there is a plethora of resources out here. If you don't feel comfortable coming to iTeach, Google it. Ask for help though. Because you don't want to get in a situation where in which you get abroad, you've you're in a foreign country that you've never been, you don't speak the language, and you are just lost. And that's the worst thing that you can do, especially if you have your family. So ask for help. And the last thing is to get TEFL certified if English is not your second, is not your first language, and make sure that you pass the IELTS test and you have all those those things and let. Whatever certifications and anything, update it. Put it on your resume and your CV so they can see these things. So that way you can you can have you can be ready and prepared and nothing can stop you. 
the only other thing that can prohibit you from probably getting approval is your passport, unfortunately. And that I have no control over as a recruiter. And that, unfortunately, the, the schools have no control over either. It's what the Ministry of Education says. So to avoid all of that, you have to think, you have to become ingenious with the ways that you're thinking. Think, think differently. And you have to change your mindset in order to do something. If it's something that you want to do, you can definitely get it done. There's no one that's stopping you from being great. The only person that's stopping you from being great is the person that you see on the other side of that mirror when you wake up every single morning. So you have got to think of another way that you can become better than you was the day before. So if you know that you have a certain passport and it's a strong possibility that you may not get an approval, think of another way that you can get around that. There's ways. Trust me, there's ways. Um, So now that I've given you all that information, (laughs) um, I hope that this has been some help for some people and that you use this. And you're able to start your journey on thinking about ways so you can be productive and assertive in your search for looking for your next job abroad. Um, Tomorrow, we are going to talk about the most common sought after jobs abroad. And this is important because there are so many people that 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 are educators. And I Teach International doesn't just help educators. Just, we don't just help teachers. We help admin, um, support staff, everybody. So if you're anyone that was in the realm of education, we can help you look for a job. We can help place you. Um, So we'll talk about some of the most sought after jobs and why they're the most sought after positions um, overseas. Um, Before we go, um, I always, always, always love to end our our uh, podcast with a positive affirmation. And today is important because this is a little bit of what I said a little while ago. And this is focus on your goal. Don't look in any direction but ahead. And this is important. We are all going to have roadblocks. We're all going to have things that are going to come at us from the left, the right, behind us. But you have to have tunnel vision. And if you believe in yourself enough, wherever your dream is, if it's to be a writer, a singer, a director, a musician, uh, whatever it is, you have to believe in yourself and just have straight up tunnel vision. And if you can see the light at the end of the end of the tunnel and you're like almost there and you're reaching for that light just so you can grab it, just don't give up. Hold hold that in the the center of your eye and keep pushing forward. Um, Nobody said that this journey in life is going to be easy. It's always going to be obstacles along the way. So just focus on your goal and know your why the reason why you're doing it. Um, and you'll be okay and you're on your way. So for those who are interested in teaching abroad and for those who need their CV resume updated, um, please go to our website on www.iteach.international and we will be able to help you if you are looking for a job abroad. And maybe you need some 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 direction on where to begin. We can help you. Um, so don't forget tomorrow's ups, um, episode. We're going to talk about 
the most sought out common jobs teaching abroad and the episode after that is going to be really good we're going to talk about some things that can help you get on the road to teaching internationally especially if you don't know where to begin and you need like a little bit of extra income we'll talk about that because we also have i teach international also has a sister company and the sister company can help other teachers who are also looking to create some extra income. So have a great day, great day, guys, and stay safe, hydrated, and don't forget to social distance. Bye.